The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Windsor, and we have something really special for you tonight, people. We actually have a really great episode coming up from Philly. We have an anonymous guest, which, as you know, if you're a regular listener, the anonymous guests are always superb because they want to spill all that fucking hot tea and they don't have to worry about any consequences. So please get ready for a good episode, but it's going to take a little bit of editing. I'm getting ready to go on a two-week trip. So we're going to go ahead and give you a little bonus content in the meantime. I know that Steve and I have been talking to you guys about how we're going to give you bonus content for like a year and a half. Oh, and here comes Justin. Nope, come on in, because I'm probably going to delete this. Yeah, it's fine. What's up? Nothing. I just came in to turn this light on, but if you're in here doing Turn the light on. Sorry. Shut the door. Justin's building a pond outside right now at our side hustle Airbnb. And you people probably don't give a shit. You don't want to hear any of this stuff. You want to be entertained. And this is not entertaining to you, but I've had a few drinks and it's a Tuesday fucking night. And I've got a two week fucking trip coming up and I'm just not ready for it yet. So you know what? Um, We're going to bring you some bonus content. One of the uh, better ideas that we've had is the Boilermaker tapes. The Boilermaker tapes are just one good bar story. We sit down with somebody who has a good story, we do a shot of whiskey, we crack open a beer, and they just tell us one good story. So this is the first one that we've ever recorded, and it's actually with my father. We're going to give it to you free. I know, you're a lucky son of a bitch. Just, you know, appreciate your life. Be grateful, okay? And yeah, we're calling it the uh, bubblegum story. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, Truly, without you guys right now, this would not be happening. Um, we really appreciate all of the support, and uh, we're going to keep it coming as best we can. So please enjoy, and as always, fuck off. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I am your host, Steve Haley. I am joined here, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Michael Windsor. How are you doing tonight, Mike? Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic. It's wonderful to see your smiling face, and I feel like I... Uh, am extra blessed tonight because we also have a CEO and president of Powerbox, uh, Mike CIC. Windsor. CIC Powerbox, thank you. Yeah. Michael Windsor, also on the line. <laughs> How are you, Big Mike? I feel more important already. Yeah. Can I call yeah, you just, Big Mike? Sure. <laughs> Wonderful. I, you know, I just, for the, for, for the distinguishment for our guests, any of our listeners out there, um, I don't want to get confusing, especially because this is our first piece of bonus content. Um, Mike and I have been promising you guys uh, a little bit of extra icing on the cake and uh, excited to be doing this. So this is going to be the first of our Boilermaker tapes where uh, we get together. Uh, somebody tells us an amazing bar story. Um, you know, it's really one single story over a shot of whiskey and a beer. So this is the Boilermaker tapes, and we're starting out with none other than uh, – the prodigy, 
or, or I guess the, not the prodigy, I got the wrong terminology here, but uh, the patriarch of the Windsor family, Big Mike. <laughs> What's the, uh, from Old Brother Where Art Thou? Uh, the 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 patter from Melius. Yes, yes, the patter <laughs> from Melius. The patter from Melius. And yes. he is bona fide. So. And I am bona fide. Yes. Very um, happy yeah. to have you, Mike. Uh, and thanks. Yeah, thank that, you. Thanks for supporting um, this pod, man. You've been, uh, you know, it's it's like you and my mother is the entire list of uh, foundational support that we have, and <laughs> it does not go unnoticed. It really doesn't. So. Well, yeah, and just for everybody listening, Mike is the first, and that's. So would you take, will you mute that? Cause that's picking it up. I can hear it. Um, Mike uh, is the first sponsor um, of the bartender and podcast. So right. um, he, he kind of checked out what Steve and I were doing and he, he liked it. And uh, even though we don't really recommend using alcohol while you're operating a CIC power box. Um, <laughs> well, when you're ready to party, you can always run a blender and make those margaritas. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. We really do really appreciate the support. I will, and, uh, I, I will say as you, as you talk about making frozen margaritas, every bartender that listens to this just keeled over because they, it, the, the rule is always Mike, that the blender is broken. Okay. We don't need CIC power box powering any frozen drinks here. Cause that's going to be a huge issue. Well, but think about being remote yes. and needing a freezer and refrigerator <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere, powering that baby up with a lovely CIC right. power. And, and when you're making a frozen drink for yourself, it's not that bad. Yes, if you're making personal margaritas by the campfire, CIC power, po- power Box is the product for you. Um, there you go. <laughs> now, I'm very excited to get into this. Uh, I, I don't want to get too you know too much fluff on the front end. We do that with too many of our episodes, so let's get right into the meat of the story. Again, the way this is going to work, we're going to have all different types of guests on. Some of them will be bartenders and servers, but they can be people from any part of Mike and I's life uh, that have a great bar story. And they're going to come yeah. on, we're going to have a beer, we're going to have a shot of whiskey, and we're going to let them um, you know, have the spotlight for a few minutes. So, well, Mike... And- and I, yeah, I was just gonna say that um, Mike is the—he's uh, actually kind of the was the inspiration for this series in general. Because Steve Absolutely. and I have been thinking about um, you know what what some of the bonus content that we can offer, and um, he had actually told me this story before years ago. But we were actually we were in Vegas for uh, the SEMA show uh, for Powerbox, and we you know it was a great show, you know a lot of success for the company, but. You know, we were hanging out at this nice Airbnb and we were all just ha- out having a, a drink and maybe a you know cigar or two. And we were just shooting the shit. And he told this story again to me and to everyone else. And it's just such a great story that I was like, we need to get this on the podcast. How can we work this in here? And thus the Boilermaker Tapes was born. Okay. So. Mike, how old were you at the time? This this was like this year's SEMA show? Oh, yeah, yeah. This Well, this last okay. November 2021. Had you have Had you heard this story before? Yes, but it had been years. Yeah, it had, years. But trust me, once you hear the story, you never forget it. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this one, this one goes deep in the bag. Well, Mike, we're gonna give you the floor, man. Why don't we uh, cheers up our our shot of yeah, whiskey cheers. here? And yeah, right. and of course we're drinking Mike's favorite whiskey, Seagram Seven. And actually, let's go ahead and pop these bottles. We're doing Michelob Ultras because I'm gonna chase mine here. Yeah, he's got to use. Mine, his... But you gotta, you gotta do this. <laughs> he's got. They're there twist offs, but he wanted to use his. There you go. Bag, so. There you go. All right, well, well, cheers, cheers, fellas. Cheers. All right, and then down the hatch here. Tink. That's delicious. Chased it all the way home. Mike, you know what I just, you know what whiskey I just had? 
what James Pikesville Pikesville Rye White Label. Mm, nice. Oh, nice. that's good. That's, that's good stuff. Good. Yeah. So, and also a little backstory. Mike actually, because he was the reason I moved out to Baltimore. Um, I went to college out there, but he got a job out there, so it gave me a little landing pad to move out there. Dad. Mike actually came and lived with Steve and I at our place that we've referenced on a bunch of episodes. He actually lived there for a little That's while. That's right. That's right. <laughs> while because he was you were working for just a a while switching places, right? Right. And in, in the defense industry. Yeah. And for some reason I ended up with the room with the gigantic mural on the wall of what appeared to be Something from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, yeah, it was all of her different dresses cut up into squares and then uh, super glued that, to the wall. It's pretty. No, awesome. that was my room. He was in the other room. Which, by the way, we're gonna have to come back to this. Oh, at some that's point, right. I don't think, you didn't tell that story on your episode. I mean, that's maybe that's a boilermaker. Oh, uh, painting right there. that room. Yeah, that's crazy. No, no, no. The the guy who painted that room. Oh, I know happened? what you're talking about. Yeah, but I don't think we told that story. But yeah, it was we'll it was weird. It. But so Mike actually lived with us for a while. Actually, the last time you and I actually sat down together to have a drink was on the back porch McClellan. of McClellan, and I and I got I him. Still have a, the yeah. bottle. Yeah, got him a bottle of well, uh, McKellen uh, Father's Day. I actually yep, have yeah. a great picture of when you came out. We had that uh, terrible steak dinner where I overcooked the steaks and almost lit my uh, <laughs> my fence on fire. Uh, maybe that's the picture I'll put up for this week's uh, Boilermaker tapes to, to, to try to get a little bit of traction over the bonus content. But listen, awesome. I say this with no hyperbole, and I and trust me, I'm known for that on this show. Um, Mike, Big Mike, one of the greatest roommates I've ever had. You know, <laughs> clean, kept to himself, never complained about the complete animal house that was falling apart around him, paid his rent on time, limited space in the refrigerator. I mean, this guy was outstanding. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd gladly take in 100 Big Mikes right now. I would. I would. And I mean that. We had an awful lot of fun. We and did. I'm just very sure happy did. to say that I wasn't there for the Halloween sock episode. Ah, <laughs> okay. We're teasing a lot of these, aren't we? Right off. The, I like this. I like this. Right off the bat. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I saw, I saw pictures. That was enough for me. Well, we don't need you outing us tonight. We do enough of that on our own. So why don't you, uh, why don't you get right into it? So tell us a little bit about uh, this infamous uh, story. Okay. Well, uh, basically, uh, from the bartender rant situation here, I think you guys have a a tremendous idea with this whole thing and what you're doing. Thank and, you. Uh, it's funny as heck. I love listening to it. And uh, I really think you can take this a long ways, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm hoping that the fans out there listening uh, appreciate what you guys go through to make this all happen. And I'm very glad to be supporting it. And it's just a bunch of fun. So hopefully <laughs> no everybody doubt. will enjoy. Hopefully no everybody doubt. will drink along. Hopefully everybody will be smart and safe and not have any problems after <laughs> the fact. Right. But enjoy the evening and the stories and just whatever. So anyway, after uh, Michael asked me to uh, do this little uh, voiceover here for this uh, story, I'll, uh, I'll tell it. This happened in the late 80s when I was working in the electronics industry. And I had some manufacturer's representatives that represented our line of products that they were supposed to be selling in the Texas area. And I flew down to visit with uh, one of the reps and go out to see some customers. And then he was supposed to uh, take me out to dinner that Flew down where? Yeah, uh, I got to interrupt. What part, yeah, what part of Texas? I flew into Dallas. Flew into Dallas. Okay, and this is flew in Dallas, Dallas. Fort, Fort Worth area? Uh, Dallas flew into Love Field. Okay. And uh, he picked me up, and we uh, went and saw some customers that day and did a little business because this is the 80s. There's no 
cell phones and there's no internet or anything right. like this. So it's definitely face-to-face -face working with companies like that to interest them in your product. And then hopefully they'll buy some going forward. And we had very good success doing what we were doing. But uh, my, uh, my good rep down there, I got to learn a lot more about him by the end of that evening. <laughs> uh, he, was, uh, he was charged by his boss that owned the company out of Dallas to take me to dinner that night, even though I had agreed to, to buy. Uh, back then, you had those lovely expense accounts that uh, enabled you to do that fairly easily, and right. you do didn't it, have to have it. too many receipts, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so have one of those wet, thing. have one of those wet dinners, a little bit of exactly, in and, exactly. Yeah. So he's driving me back into Dallas, and he's telling me about this great steak restaurant that he knows of that he wants to take me there, and he just knows I'm going to love this steak and everything else. And he's driving around downtown Dallas there, and. Uh, back alleys and crap, and I'm just trying to figure out where in the world are you taking me? And he ends up parking almost like in an alleyway. And as we walk around the corner of the building to get to the front of this thing, there's a red velvet awning coming off the front of the building. And lo and behold, it happens to be a little cabaret. And I won't use the name on uh, the thing here, but it's a very famous cabaret okay. in uh, Dallas, okay? And if anybody's been to Dallas to a downtown cabaret, there's only one that people know about. But needless to say, he comes around the corner and he's telling me what a great restaurant this is. And I'm walking up to the door and I'm looking and I'm like, what in the hell? This doesn't look like a restaurant. Where are you taking now, me? Did you smell any steak? No, yeah. I didn't smell any steak. I smelled, I smelled perfume is what I smelled. <laughs> anyway, uh, we get to the front door and he's, he's taking me into the front door and he's, of course, letting me in first. And we're greeted by the two, smell of pole grease, of course. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're greeted by two, uh, shall we say, lovely ladies. Yes. Uh, very uh, scantily dressed. Cinnamon and angel. A, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, something like that. Uh, I think uh, I think they uh, they had on actually more at the door than they did the rest of the night. You know okay. how that typically goes. Okay? okay. Needless to say, he walks me through the front door. And I'm turning around now and looking at him because I'm realizing mm -hmm. just exactly where we are, or at least having a very good idea of what he's walking me into. And I'm looking at him, and <laughs> about that time, they say, Tommy, oh, where have you been? <laughs> now, is that his name? Do we need to bleep that out? Oh, no, it's okay. No, it's all right. This, all right. Is, this, is, this is a, so this, a this different name for the so real guy. This exactly. business associate, his he name was Tommy. Business and the girls knew him. I'm the girls knew Tommy him, right? as his, his the, slang name because uh, he was definitely a Tom Cat. Okay, the girls you know knew him I'm right saying, through the door, okay? though. Exactly. So, right. And they catch him right at the door. Tommy, where have you been? Okay. So literally, we go ahead and we walk right on in uh, to the uh, establishment. And uh, they, of course, take us to some, uh, I guess you would call them uh, seats with good view, uh, something like that. It wasn't even a stadium. I mean, it, this wasn't the 50-yard line front or anything like, center. like we needed on Sunday. But uh, literally, it, it did apparently have some kind of a view anyway. And, of course, they set us down, and we found out that they really did have some decent stakes in there. And fortunately for my expense account, they were only about 10 bucks a pop. Oh my God. So that wasn't too bad. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. you were there and you, you were supposed what? to, of course, 
be drinking Boilermakers. Do you, you, know, do you remember course, what you do you remember what you ordered? Uh, are we talking uh, ribeye? Are we talking the fillet? Actually, it's New York just Strip was called a steak. <laughs> just the steak. It was just, just called steak. a steak. There's only one option. If you're here okay. for the right. steak, you're having a it's steak. It's whatever the butcher's bringing out. Gotcha. Exactly. Right. And, of course, you're supposed to be drinking Boilermakers while you're there because why? Liquor, whiskey, alcohol, then chased by beer, gets you drunker faster than anything else can do that. Of course. And they want you good and drunk there, so, of course, your wallet will slip out of your pocket and you'll spend all of your day's earnings down there on uh, the view. Well, and the steak will taste better, better too. Okay. So, needless (laughs) to say, uh, we ordered the steaks and we enjoyed the view. And he uh, basically had several Boilermakers while we were there because the shots went round and round. And... While sitting there, of course, apparently he knew a good portion of the clientele there, okay? But if there was one little gal there that didn't really seem to have too awful much to do with him for some reason. And as the night went on, I found out that um, basically he had actually taken her out on a date not all that long ago. (laughs) And I'm already laughing about it because I know the end of the story. Uh, So needless to say, he apparently got really, really uh, intoxicated and uh, took this uh, lovely little lady home after after she got off work. Oh, so they, they, hold on, I got to pause you real quick because there's a lot for our listeners to take in. So he clearly is well known at this club, right? But he's got a history, he's got a history with this one girl. He's taken her out. They, they, they're involved in some regard romantically. Yes. But you're telling me that he's kind of ignoring her the entire time that they're there. They're not interacting. Uh, and she's kind of ignoring him. Oh, okay. So All it's right. kind so of a two way street. It's here, a hard okay? to get it hard to get it's a hard, right. but, but needless to say the other, shall we say the other clientele there? Yes. I guess yeah, it's other, clientele <laughs> both ways. I guess yeah, we're, we're uh, enjoying still, yes. still looking for a little salesmanship here to, uh, you know, to garner a little bit of commission, you know, more commission because yeah, when yeah. he gets drunk, apparently his wallet got looser and looser. So of they course. were still after a little bit of uh, cash money, you know, before the end of the night, even if she, he did have a problem with one of the other ladies there, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. But Steve and I can't relate at all. No, yeah, exactly. No. But you, yeah, so. so you said, you said that he actually ended up taking her home, even though they're playing a little Sam and Diane while you guys are there. Yes. No, no, no. Now this was a, a prior engagement. Meaning ah. they, they had done this a few weeks or even a month or so before, and apparently there were still some hard feelings there. They were still there. frosty about it. And okay. there was still front? Frosty. Frosty, yes. Still yeah. frosty about it. And even though he still showed up there because there were other, you know, shall we say, uh, you know, items to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> Talented people. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to be politically correct. Big yeah, Mike, exactly. I'm trying to be real like Big Mike, <laughs> talented individuals. I think is the term you were looking. There for. you go. Very. And there was some that had a lot of talent. Yes. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll give you that. That's for sure. But as the night went on, I learned the story about actually what had happened that the night that he and this one lady ended up going out after the bar had closed that night. Okay. okay. So. Uh, Literally, apparently he was, uh, you know, intoxicated enough to uh, still drive to some extent. Sure. And they drove out to some area out away from uh, the city there a little ways. And, of course, this is in the in the 80s. So Dallas is still huge, but there's a few areas that are pretty, you know, pretty barren back in those days. But anyway, they got out to a secluded area. And... Uh, <laughs> 
they, of course, began their uh, process of, uh, well, for lack of better words, I'll say it really nicely, falling in love. Okay? <laughs> <Wow>. Fornication. <laughs> so, you know, Fornication, you know, said, Mike. Yeah, there was, a little, you know, there was a little precursor on the way out there. And, Bumping you know, nasties. I'm getting flashbacks to the birds and the bees conversation that we had. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, you, you got to. <laughs> it you sounds gotta, like. You got to warn them before they get too old because you don't want to get stung too many times. They leave the strip club and drive out to the outskirts of town. <laughs> So needless to say, they find a lovely little secluded spot and they uh, they begin to start the function of becoming engaged with their scenario there. <laughs> and all of a sudden, our Tommy boy passes out. Okay. So, as with as that in mind, as one is as one is to do when you're that drunk. You've yes. been at a strip club all night. A cabaret, yes, ex- excuse me. Exactly, excuse me. exactly. And it was a lovely cabaret by all means. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so needless to say, he passes out, and she apparently had tried profusely to awaken him because she was, shall we say, energetic from earlier in the night and the many sure. dances she got paid to perform sure, sure. that didn't end up in any kind of result for her. She was really hoping that, you know, he would help her with that, you know, dilemma that she had. And <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure every exotic dancer I've ever mel- met has felt the same way. Well, yeah. there you go. So. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm there you sure. Go. I'm oh, you're sure. leaving? Oh, needless to say, uh, her futile attempts did not uh, literally enable him Couldn't to wake, him wake up. up. Couldn't wake him okay? up. Okay. And apparently, uh, from the other ladies, you know, uh, telling of the tale, uh, she tried profusely, which like I would assume would have, uh, would have awoken many a man, okay. if you know what I'm saying. Okay. And for whatever reason, he was down for the count. Which this is a this is a problem on a couple levels because number one, this guy's your ride. Yes, he's driven you out to some into the middle of nowhere. Know, yeah, into some rural part out on the outskirts of Dallas. Two, and you're number two, number two. You're trying to, you know, lay all your, all your feminine wiles on him, and he just falls asleep. Like, it's well, just, that's just, it's insulting, you know? And number three, technically, you're sexually violating him against his consent. I mean, I feel bad for this poor guy. <laughs> Did she try that? I don't know. I, don't, I didn't get that part of the story. I'm making assumptions. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn my mic off. Continue, please. So, needless to say, she uh, was upset with the fact of what had happened, and he was apparently down for the count. So she was able to get him moved out of the driver's portion of the seat, and uh, she headed back to the cabaret to get back to her vehicle. Mm -hmm. And in the process, she got out some super bubble bubble gum and decided to have a big old chew on the way back (laughs) to the cabaret. So while going back and, you know, driving profusely, being pissed off at him completely and blowing a few bubbles along the way, <laughs> she arrives at the cabaret next to her car, parks his car and gets ready to leave in her car. And then before she leaves, after getting everything in her car, she goes back to where he's at, you know, in the passenger seat, you know, kind of crunched over there and she unbuckles his pants and she begins to pull his pants completely down, because apparently they were kind of half off already. But she pulls them completely down. And then she takes the big, lovely, juicy, juicy, <laughs> big piece of bubblegum and shoves it right up his ass. <laughs> Hair and all. And just wads it right up there in a lovely, big, butt plug sort of way. <laughs> and drives away. 
apparently he didn't wake up till the next morning, which of course enabled the lovely plug to harden profusely. And of course now it was embedded with all of the lovely manly pubic hairs that were down there. And of course uh, was very uncomfortable. And it was, of course, a tremendous problem because every time you moved, what it would pull hairs. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> so now, so now it's so bad. You can't even, you know, really put your shorts back on and you really don't even want your pants back on. But what do you do? Because even sitting in the seat driving is sure. a problem. And, sure. and after a night like that, a lot of the times the body, like you've got, you, you have to go, you got to go. You got to go. You got to you gotta go get that, two. you got to get that $10 steak out of you one way or another. There it is. <laughs> you brought it back. That's awesome. Cause yeah. that's exactly what was headed out. Okay. And it, it, and from the, the, the time you described it to me, I mean, it was up in there to where nothing oh, was It was out. not coming out. So literally from that point forward, uh, what do you do? Do you call your best friend, you know, like Mr. Steve here and have him help you out or what? He didn't know what to do. So the next uh, and only option he felt that he had, he went home and he had his lovely mother get out no. a pair of tweezers no. and a pair of scissors no. and cut it out. No. And apparently it took her about 40 minutes to get the whole item out of there. And for some reason, even the girls knew the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow they got him drunk enough another night sure. that he still told them the yes. rest of the story. I have so many. So all in all, it was the, one of the funniest things I've I, ever I have heard some in my life. Mike, I have some fob questions for you, okay? <laughs> um, question number one, this this Tommy character. On a scale of one to ten, one being the least hairy and ten being the most hairy. Consider ten Burt Reynolds when he did that Playgirl you know, cover yes. shoot. Can I get a sense of how hairy this individual is? We, you probably got an eight on your hand. Oh, yeah. So it was probably, right. you know, it was one of these situations to where he was going to be in terrible, terrible trouble very, very soon if he didn't get some help and protection no down doubt. there to open that sucker back up. No, number two, number two, how do and you... speaking of number two, yeah, that's what we were well, talking about. Well, yeah, of course, right? <laughs> well, I would have to think maybe I could even shit it out, but that that would probably be a huge no. mistake. That'd be a, probably a huge mistake. Yeah, because it it's in It's going to tear hair. hair. I mean, it's, it's really in, the in there. It's, it's really up. It's, it's, but it's matted in the hair. Is it's up in there, and it's up in there. Oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. It's, right. yeah. Second it's question. It's definitely a bad issue. Second question, okay? Um, you said his, his mother took it out with tweezers. Let me ask you. And if, the scissors. Yeah. Yeah. If you were Hold po- very still, if you point. yourself found, uh, you know, came upon such a dire scenario and, and you, and you did not no. have a lifeline, um, save for going to the hospital. Um, how, how do you, how would you remove it? I mean, like, what do you, what do you even do at that point? <laughs> Did you get like paint? Oh thinner? my god, that's I don't even want to go down that path. All right, well then, peanut butter. I'm thinking some, you know, some gasoline and some matches. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Burn that shit. This up. is going to be All a right, real problem. Okay, okay. Question, question number three. <laughs> question number three. If you again found yourself in that scenario, and there was nothing you could do, and you did end up having to go to the ER, what lie are you telling them for how that shit got up there? That's what I want to know. You know, it's. Uh... <laughs> I think you're just headed down the embarrassment train uh, track on that one there, and it's going to be a head-on collision because wow, you're just know. you're com- you're forthright with it. 
you're just going to know that something really bad wow. happened. You right, pulled just, something really wrong. Just tell them that you just always, you know, swallow your gum and it finally caught up to you, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 well, I, there's a plan there, too, I guess. That could that's be actually, that could be That's actually out. not a bad one. I'm going to, I would tell them. Yeah. I would say a game of Candyland going wrong, you know, something yeah. like that. But, oh. <laughs> um, all right, final question here for you. All right, and and I don't know if you have any other follow-ups, Mike. This is maybe the one that I'm most intrigued by. Um, do you think if that steak and you know whiskey and boilermakers and beer and all that other stuff that he put in his stomach was swirling around and swirling around, and he just had to let out a big old fart? that he might be able to blow a bubble <laughs> out his asshole. How likely do you think it is that that could happen? That's my question to you. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it would have been one for the ages. It would have been a spectacular bubble. Let me tell you what. Oh, it's as apparently she had a mouthful when she was, she oh, was ready to, when Lord. she was ready to plug, she was ready. That's wild. <laughs> now. Okay. Actually, as it, now that you just said that I do have a, another follow-up question and then I'm going to, we probably just got to shut it down, but this is too crazy. I've just never heard a story like this. Do you think that was her first time? I actually think the woman had had experience. Yes. She does. This. She does. This yeah, people. exactly. I'm just surprised she didn't roll him out on the ground and just take his car back and leave him there, if you know what I mean. So, sure. Bubblegum his, a- bubble his asshole and leave him in a, in, you yeah, know, exactly, deserted exactly. on the so, side of the highway. And needless to say, he still ended up back at the plant, if My you know God. what I mean. Yeah, so, I, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, and I've got to hand it to her because that is such a creative way to fuck with somebody. Yeah. You know, like a guy would just get pissed off and, you know, maybe, you know, be rough with you or something, but she. She humiliated this man. Oh, yeah. You know, in such a way, you know, it would have been so uncomfortable. There would have been so many panics of what do I do? Where do I go? Oh, my God, I have to take a shit. I'm going to mom's house. And then mom. Amazing. Amazing. It's also incredible that he was that comfortable with his mother that I wonder what other things she's had to help him out with. You know, he's, where he's like, yeah. There's a there's a line. There's a line there. I'll tell you exactly. what, he's a fighter. That 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 made him stronger. And and I will say for his uh to, to have the nuts to take you there, right? With no and, and the fact that he did not warn you, right? Yeah. Like it sounds like you found this out from some of the other oh, yeah. this some of the other talented the individuals exactly. in the building and not him. Honest exactly. to God. I might you have gotta wor- give the man credit. He got back on the horse and went right back to the same stable. And very, I do mean literally the same stable. Very true, okay? but I, I I'm not kidding. <laughs> I would have been questioned my business dealings with him. He doesn't warn you, he walks you into Hell's Kitchen. You could have been bubblegummed in the ass for all you know. Oh, there's a oh, lot there of pre- there's a lot of prerequisites <laughs> saying, that go I'm into just that. Saying, okay. I, I understand like we got running around in the bathroom just plugging guys up. I know Big Mike, Big Mike. I, I said it at the top of the show. I know you to be a man of great character. I can't say see you ever hopping enough hurdles to put yourself in a scenario like that however well, and thank you uh, however i'll keep i'll keep those secrets to myself okay? however and I for once, other people to tell you those stories that on another boilermaker tape right i i once <laughs> accidentally got a con a, a, a goat skin condom oh, solidified God, to my dick and i had to cut it off inch by inch with a pair of scissors while i was laying in the bathtub with my feet up on the wall and the and, and the fa- and the faucet running on me. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. And I promise yeah. you, to the day I die, I will tell everybody, be careful with your goatskin condoms. You better take them off immediately when you're done. They turn to concrete. This is my point. The fact that that man did not warn you makes me question his character. 
It does. <laughs> that's what made you bit. question his character out of the whole story. <laughs> the fact that he didn't warn him. That's what makes you question his character. I don't character. know. The rest of the story kind of reminded you know me what, of you. What, what happened to you? Whatever, man. What, what happened to you was terrible, but imagine if your mother had to cut that goat skin off. Of there you go. I'd there rather kill go. myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, what a first well, thank stop. you for inviting me, oh, and I man. hope you guys enjoyed the story. <laughs> the truth you. is always more funnier than, you know, anything you can ever make up. So I, right. I just I feel bad because I feel like you gave a lot of people a lot of ammunition tonight, and there's going to be a spike of... Bubblegum assholes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Anyone who listens to this, like, you know, they're in a bad situation. Somebody passes out. They're like, I know what to do. I'm if go you're an ER nurse out there or if you're somebody's mother, okay, make sure you let us know if you come somebody's across mother. Any, any bubblegum assholes. But, my God, way to, way to set the tone for these Boilermaker tapes. Big Mike, what a, what a tale. And and I love that it was Dallas, too. Everything's oh, bigger. Yeah. Everything's bigger in yeah. Texas, including the wads of bubblegum. There you go. There you go. So be careful when you're down that way and treat your lady friends very nicely Always. before you leave. Always. Always. Okay? Here, here. Thank you guys for having me on. <laughs> yeah, well, cheers, boys. Support of the show. Cheers. Yep. Cheers, course, gentlemen. And uh, this Boilermaker tale was brought to you by CIC Powerbox. <laughs> How much power do you want? <laughs> This episode of the Bartender Amp Podcast is brought to you by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC Powerbox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC Powerbox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com to view our product line. CIC Powerbox. Wherever you go, go with power. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their national helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along. But more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, please reach out to their national helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you, if you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast, and we want you to stick around, and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. All right, so um, what I was thinking about is I'll just lead us in the exact same way, you know. Welcome to the Bartender Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and we are here with some bonus content for you tonight. We are doing our first of our new series of Boilermaker Storytelling Sessions. Um, how do we actually want to say it, though? Like, what do we want to call the, it? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the Boilermaker Tapes, the Boilermaker yeah, the Boilermaker. Yeah, Boilermaker Tapes sounds good. Okay. Um, okay. And we're joined by... 
Powerbox CEO and President Mike Windsor Sr. Is that right? Well, no, because I'm not a junior. So he's Michael Windsor, uh, but he has a different middle name. Got it. Okay. So, right. so technically, yeah, senior, but it's not. I, I just, I'm not a junior. So I just make sure okay. to clarify that. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'll just lead us in and we'll introduce it and then we'll, let's just do our Boilermakers and we'll hop right in the story. Yeah, this is going to be like good? a five or ten minute endeavor. Yeah, it's not. Can, it's, can you, you know, mute that, please? It'll be it'll be all good. Um, everybody good with that? Yeah. Not, nothing too special on the introduction, but. No, I think I think those would be fun. I think this would be a good opportunity to have a lot of crazy just one time stories. Yeah, so. yeah, I love it. So I'm gonna right. I I am this time gonna do a little bit of exposition just very quickly, 10, 15 seconds about what the Boilermaker tapes are. Single stories, people come on. You know, I'm gonna explain that, but we won't. Just has to be related to like a bar right. industry kind of stuff. Bar story bar stories. So that's what we're gonna yeah. call it. It's bar stories, right? Um all right. So I'm gonna give it like Mike, do you have any questions before we start? Just go for it. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm gonna give it about three seconds of dead air and I'm gonna bring us in. 